podcasters, how do we change the world? One successful podcast at a time. You're listening to Become a Successful Podcaster with host Bruce Jamoff. Rate him on Apple Podcasts. You have a podcast? Now it's time to grow it. Build your audience, monetize, and more. It's all about becoming a successful podcaster. Now here's your host, Bruce Chamoff. You're listening to Bruce Chamoff, Become a Successful Podcaster. And I have with me today my guest, Josh Pele Magic. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited on this episode. Yes, I'm excited to have you. Just to let everybody know, Josh is available for podcasts as a guest, and he's ready to go. So that's the first thing that he told me when we met online. He is an incredible magician. So if anybody is, you have an entertainment podcast, or we do have some podcasts on magic, or comedy, or even just any type of, I mean, Josh is available for a lot. I'm going to read the list of podcasts that Josh is available for, and this is it. And if I leave anything out, let me know. So creativity, entertainment, lifestyle, international, business, entrepreneurship, marketing, social, and anything that's in between that, of course, there's a lot of them. There's, there's leadership. that We got a lot of those, Josh. Leadership podcasts. A lot of those are just coming out. They're obviously in the same subject as entrepreneurship and josh it's when if you ever watch josh's videos he's got a huge instagram following and he puts all his videos up there and i was watching a lot josh of what you did so tell me and tell our audience what you're looking for in the podcast and the type of magic you do and some of your accomplishments sure thank you i am josh petty magic as mentioned i am a celebrity magician I do magic for anything you can imagine. I do a lot of celebrities I've done. Recently, I did magic for French Montana, and I've done tricks, custom tricks I made for his upcoming album, which released last Friday on the 6th of January called Coke Boy 6. I've done French Montana, Jaden Smith, Jay Balvin, UFC fighters, NFL players, actors. I've done a lot of people. I do all kinds of events. I do weddings and Nightclubs, bars, speakeasies, restaurants, birthday parties, anniversaries. I've done, you know, art galleries, movie premieres, like business opening. I do every event. There's no place people go for any reason that I can't work by magic as well as doing customization. And uh, and part of doing that is I'm self-made with, with this brand. It was something I started by myself. I never watched other magicians and had someone teach me. I never asked them how to build the business. I just kind of figured it out and grew from this kid. Oh, I wasn't a kid. I was like 20-ish to now doing all these tricks. And I think I learned a very lot about everything, you know, building the brand, the following for sort of comes from the branding. And so, you know, marketing is crazy. PR, how to get your name out there, branding. It's, it's more than just magic. It's a business that I've grown. How do I get sales? How do I get clients? How do I follow up with them? How do I get new leads? And one of those things is not very intuitive. You know, I'm a type of artist that it doesn't, you don't understand it from when you explain it. For example, if you're a painter, you post your paintings, people see your paintings, they decide, do they like it? Do they not? It's very straightforward. I'm a magician. You post your videos, people like it. They're not, that's still not enough for them to know. 
okay, this is cool, but will it work in my venue? Will it work in my party? Will my guests enjoy it? And it's not really until you go out and show them what I can do that then like, okay, yes, let's do this once a week, twice a week, every week, monthly, however. And so for me as a podcaster or podcast guest, I think there's a lot of cool stories in that, you know, some of the people I named are really famous and it's some kind of cool stories, how I got there. I've done a lot of different things. I've learned a lot of things. And I think my story in different aspects can help. You know, if you're someone starting a business, I could talk about my story, what it takes to do that. It doesn't matter what industry you are, you know, client management, client relationships, all these help out entrepreneurship, right? I created a market for myself. I do a lot of nightclubs. Nightclubs are not people that look for magicians, you know, weddings and restaurants. It's a very big market. You show them that, but a nightclub's never thinking to put that on the payroll. And I kind of carved past. So with entrepreneurship, with marketing, with businesses, anything related to doing your own startup to, to doing anything, I'm very good at that marketing. I do every role of my brand is myself from getting my name out there to going and performing to payroll to climate. So I think anyone with a podcast on leadership, anything related to business, you know, I think there's a lot of stories I could tell that are transferable skills and lessons to anyone, regardless of what there is. Just because I'm a magician doesn't mean I can't help your, your agency, your, your brand, your business, your store, whatever it is. Same thing with I'm an entertainer, right? I know a lot about what, how to connect with people. People choose me. Now, I'm not the most technical magician in the world, and I never want to be. I want to be the magician that people like the most because at the end of the day, it's the relationship that you build with them. And the reason people book me over other magicians that I would agree there are magicians more technically sound than I am and that is because people don't care about how technical. No one knows, no one other than a magician is going to know what the difference in technique is and who's more technical. The only thing they're going to know is what did the guests get out of it? Did you get what you wanted from the magician? And so for me, building that brand and showing that performance that people keep talking about and raving about and referring me to others and calling me back. That's what I do. And that's things I could talk about to other people about how you can do that with your business. Like what is your product? What is your brand? Because there's there a distinction okay. just because you have your own business. I can tell you how to build your brand and it doesn't matter what, what, how do you get people to choose you? You know, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm a magician. There's a million magicians. You could be, you, know, you could sell a product that you're not the only one in the world that sells that product. People could always choose another product. People could always choose another company. Why do they choose you? How do we get them to choose you? Those are things that I very learned myself. I can talk about and I can get regardless of that. So I think it's a very interesting story in different aspects. And regardless of which angle we take it at, I have yeah. you know, countless examples to mention. So that that's awesome that you you built your business through branding, teaching yourself branding and marketing, which believe it or not, when I was in college, that was my major, is marketing, right? So I learned it in school, but when I went to college, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> we didn't have social media, right? We didn't have anything like that. So marketing today is a lot different than when I graduated college. First of all, you're using Instagram really well to brand yourself. When I look at your Instagram videos, I get that David Blaine type of feeling, right? You're going up to people. You're, I mean, that... That video with the with the X where you, where you you marked your the X that was incredible, and like you said, people you know it's interesting about magic. People don't want to know the technique or the secrets, but deep down they say that. But deep down inside, they still wonder how did he do that, right? And the only way that they could know is whatever the secret is. But we'll never ask you for that, right? That that's what makes you a magician. And now I I personally get it from just listening to you now that. When you come on the podcast as a guest, you're going to tell people how to be a business owner, be a, a branding expert, be a marketing expert, probably social media. 
And this is for anyone who's listening right now to this podcast, that if you are looking for somebody who's an expert like this, now I got it. Josh is your man. Josh is the guest to hire. And we're going to make sure, Josh, you get on. So now I understand when you're talking about the branding and the leadership and the entrepreneur, marketing business, that whole thing. But then going back to your, your profile that I set up, we still have entertainment because magic is entertainment. Creativity. Right. Magic is probably creativity too. I'm a musician, but I know music is creativity. Magic, I never really think about that. But maybe some magicians get creative in their technique or creative in their act, right? Where one magician might have a hat and pull a rabbit out. Another magician might do it a different way, right? So that's a good thing. Lifestyle, definitely international. And it's it's great. I mean, that you are getting all these bookings in nightclubs and all these types of venues. It shows that you know what you're doing on the business side. So congratulations to you on that. What I do suggest is everybody goes to Josh's Instagram page and just watch the videos. We have LinkedIn as well. So you can go to LinkedIn, connect with Josh. But now let me ask you something. You have not mentioned children. And magic is very, it's very popular with children, obviously, right? And uh, a lot of kids' parties have magicians. So, but there are a lot of magicians out there that are just adult magicians. So do you do children's parties? Yes. Yes. I do a lot of children's parties. Children is just a different type of concert, you know, like, the events I go to, I have videographers. I don't feel comfortable going to a nine-year-old party with a bunch of nine-year-old kids and recording and taking photos because, you know, that's obviously a lot of paperwork and consent from parents. Uh, I do have sometimes like the the parents themselves at the shows, they take photos and that. I don't post that a lot because it's just, a, it's kind of a very self-evident thing. Like, can you do kids shows? Yes, I do. And I have videos and photos that I'm yet to post. And sometimes I get really good reactions. I do a lot of kids shows. Majority of my work is really anything people want. So you see me posting a lot with adults because it, it's a tough sell. If I post a lot of kids videos, you know, that's, you know, clubs and bars and restaurants like this guy does kids. They don't want him. So for me, I have to keep those adult videos up the majority so that those restaurants and clubs see what I do and other people can see. Kids shows are very, you know, you go to a kids show. And the marketing is straightforward. All the kids will want me at their birthday. Now all those parents are calling me. So the the business behind that is kind of the kids see me and they want me. And you can't. It's hard to say no to a to a little kid that want, really really wants someone specific. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, I do definitely do kids. I think in terms of the podcasting, those aren't really too many stories to do because kids are very different than adults. There's not hard to entertain them. You just got to be there and be nice and funny. But then with adults, you know, the entertainment part is very different getting a group of kids to applaud you is very easy. Getting a group of adults to rave and applaud you is, is a very different task. So two different worlds, but I definitely am involved in both. That's great. Can you actually be a guest or would you be a guest on, let's say, a children's podcast? I mean, obviously hosted by an adult. Yeah, definitely. I think okay. because I, I deal with, you know, I've dealt with people as young as like one years old, like one through which they don't remember it but their parents did but i've done you know preschools and three-year-old kids and i've entertained and i've entertained senior citizens and adults. i don't think there's any age where i haven't you know touched on and i could definitely talk about anything related to you know life at any age lifestyle spans from when you're born to when you sadly leave and i definitely would be willing to do a kid's podcast i definitely think that i have a story for everything and i definitely have stories 
I don't even remember. And if asked a question, all of them start flooding. So for me, I'm really ready to talk about anything. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm actually looking also at your picture with French Montana. That's pretty cool also. Yeah, the Coke Boy 6, just like you said. And yeah, I mean, so anybody has a child, a children's podcast, Josh could also be a guest on your show as well. So that's incredible. And, you know, let me ask you, so going back to your early age, I think that most magicians become magicians because they're amazed at that particular art. And when they're a child, right, they, they watch magicians, they see something magical happening, and they say, hey, I want to do that. So my question is for you, do you have, an like, is there somebody who's your influence from when you were a kid? Was it Houdini? Was it David Blaine? Was it, was it David Copperfield? Like, was it, do you have a, somebody that you actually were inspired by? Yeah. Surprisingly, I don't. A lot of kids definitely have that story. A ton of magicians, you know, they always remember that moment that they were fooled. And that's what inspires even the adults sometimes they remember that moment they were fooled and that inspires them to go and become phenomenal magicians. For me, I never really had that. I didn't have, you know, magic kids growing up watching TV. I come from a family of immigrants. So a lot of the American culture, like these types of TV shows and toys and things that most people grow up with aren't really something I'm getting bought for, for holidays and these. So Never was into magic, never watched it. So I don't know if I would have been into it when I was younger. I got into it very randomly. I was on a trip to Italy about three years ago. And on this trip, I had a deck of cards with me. It was just something to fidget with on the plane because I wasn't going to have Wi-Fi or any signal, something if I couldn't sleep on the plane. And I'm playing around with this deck of cards and I had like this idea for a card trick, but I don't know if an idea is good. I don't know if it's a card trick and I don't do magic, so there's no way to get an answer. So the only thing I really could do is try it out. I walked around the streets of Milan going to all these strangers over and over, this person, that person, everywhere, and they all got really good reactions. And I was like, this is something. Wow. So I came back to the US and I posted more videos. I was started looking up stuff like, you know, what's magic? And I guess when you YouTube, the only magic that pops up is America's Got Talent. So I'm seeing these people performing on like the latest seasons. And I'm seeing tricks that I'm like, I feel like I can do that. Or like I have an estimate of how it's done. So I try to come up with my own homemade version of them. And I oh, really? them posted it. Yeah. So I had one trick that was going viral on America's Got Talent. I created a version of it. Well, I thought it was a version because I didn't know how it was done. I just had an idea. Now that I'm a magician, I found out I actually did do it the way he did it, which is kind of cool to find out. But I posted that video. And this is before TikTok is a thing. This is before Instagram reels are a thing. Instagram, I don't even think had videos. I think the only video format at the time was just posting on your story. And so the video got a lot of people mentioning, like swiping up. You couldn't even have mentions on stories at that time either. It was just oh, people right, just yeah. in, swipe up. There's no liking a story. There's no like tagging, mentioning. And I was onto something and someone called me to do a kid's show. I was like, yeah, I'll do a kid's show. I, didn't, I knew one card trick. It's not even really good for kids because they're a little too young to understand it. But I said yes, because I was always the person that I always will say yes to something and figure it out. I don't know how, but I know I'll do it. And I did that show and then it kind of went from there. Then I went overboard. I tried to do way too many different tasks with it. Yeah. And and it, and it just burnt me out. I've never been so burnt out that I can recall. And I just quit. So in those three years, you know, two years was different burnout phases that I, I'd say two of the three years I've been doing, it was just stopped. And then about a year, a little over a year ago, came back into it. I got a really good restaurant, have me try it out more like a mix between a club and a restaurant. It was a restaurant, but they have a loud DJ, a loud music. It was like a club vibe while you're eating your food. 
at like 3 p.m. And I, I crushed it and I'm very good at any kind of environment. Obviously when it's quiet, you can hear me, but I'm very good at loud packed environments. That's one of the things that clubs and bars are questionable about. They're like it's loud, it's crowded. How can you do your stuff? And then I show them, I even have routines where I could perform without saying a single word to the point that you can understand every single phase of the trick from start to finish and the effect. And I don't even speak a single word. And once I started mastering that, then it really became, there's no place I can't perform at. And so for me, I didn't really have an influence. I don't have a favorite magician. I kind of became my own magician from from accident. And now I would say I'm my favorite because of my style is, like you said, creativity and magic is, yes, you could do tricks. But for me, I try to take, I take moments and I personalize them. So a lot of the reasons the celebrities love the tricks I do for them is because I customize. If it's French Montana, I make him a custom French Montana trick. If it's my friend, I make my friend a custom trick. If it's a wedding, I make a special trick for the for the really? bride and groom. So I customize and make handcrafted tricks for those people. So now it's more than a trick. The trick is itself is good and they enjoy it. Then it's a personalization of the fact that it's them, which makes it a lot more meaningful and memorable. And at the end, they even get to keep the props that I use. So now they're getting a gift on top of it. So it has like three elements that are all amazing on their own and just combined makes it just purely magical. And so for me, it's... I can design effects. You can tell me an item. How do I make a trick with that? What can I do to market it? And like, like people have brands come to me and say, this is my product. Can you make do magic tricks with them? And this and that. And I say, yes, I always come up with those. And then that's another avenue of the business is working with companies and brands to give them marketing material, promo material, or just do a magic trick with my product, make it look cool. I can do that as well. That's really cool. I mean, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with that. <laughs> I got I to tell my audience, with the magic marker X. So I'm going to actually narrate this, right? I mean, yeah, go to Instagram. But by the time you listen to this podcast, Josh probably will have about five more videos or 50 more videos. So I'm just going to get people interested in this. He takes a magic marker, a black one. No, it's just and, a Sharpie. Yes. Oh, it's Sharpie. Okay. So puts the X right here in your lower part of your hand. And he says, he makes it very clear. This is a Sharpie. You can't erase it. Right. And then couple of seconds later it's gone or you throw it at the girl and the girl catches now it's on her arm yes and then she was screaming that was really cool let me ask you what do you think is your most inspirational trick maybe one we haven't seen on the videos something that you you're so proud to do in front of people that you you can't wait to do again like what is that trick i think i think it's not the most impressive but it's the most my favorite to do because it's the idea that comes from it. And there's this video with a famous DJ. Her name is Nostalgics. And while we were starting the video, I noticed there was a tattoo of a butterfly on her arm. And so in the video I asked her about it, I was like, what does this tattoo mean to you? And she's explaining oh, that, that it's, yes, it's a, a, a tattoo of her grandma. And so I reached in for that tattoo and I pull out a butterfly out of her tattoo, like a physical butterfly that I then hand to her. And again, that's not a complex trick. That's not very complicated to, to back in it, but, that's the most important because that makes it the meaning. You know, I could just do her a card trick that she likes and she enjoys. But this trick, even though it's simple, she loves more because I used a butterfly, which has a personal meaning to her. It's yeah, related to her. So now that's yeah. something that's yeah. always going to be. It's a trick related to her and someone close to her. And again, she even gets to keep the butterfly. And that's the most magical because it's personal. So for me, that trick isn't the most, but a trick like that. The idea that I make it super unique, super personal yeah. to you, that's what my favorite types of tricks because those are the most memorable and those are the most meaningful versus just doing a, like a card trick or whatever I do 
would just be a trick to them that they enjoy. But when it's personal, meaningful, that's more of like a memory that I'm bringing in memories they already have. I'm adding another one and it just makes it, you know, all more memorable because it's not something I can do. You know, I'm not just going to go up to anyone and pull butterflies out of their ears and stuff. But to her, that butterfly has a connection. If I give a butterfly to a random person, it means nothing. So that emotion, that like feeling they have in that moment and even after, it just sticks with them for a while. And those are the types of effects that I say my favorite to do or strive to do. I watched that video too. It was lavender, right? The lavender butterfly. Yeah, that was pretty cool. She was pretty moved by that as well. Like you said, it was it had a personal connection to her. That's awesome. That's great. So like you said, you customize the trick to the person and it just makes them appreciate you more. That's great. Let's talk about business, right? The business side of it, the marketing. You're on Instagram. You're on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. I have not checked you out on YouTube, but I assume you have a YouTube channel, right? Probably the same videos are there, maybe different ones you're teaching yourself marketing and branding. What does it take for somebody who is, like you said, a single owner, an entrepreneur run business to get off the ground, to market themselves, brand themselves? What are some of your tips? Definitely. I think it's, you know, people are always going to say you have to believe in yourself and that's a given, right? If if you don't fully commit to it, then it's not going to go anywhere. It's not really worth trying. But if you really, you know, double down on yourself, you're, you're, no one's going to trust you more than yourself and no one's more reliable than yourself because at the end of the day, 24 hours a day, you can get up and get stuff going. So having to believe in yourself and, and know that it's going to pay off and as well as being patient, knowing it's not going to take over, that's that's a big lesson. But then you always have to remember, you know, you have a reason for doing it, right? You didn't just decide to, you know, if you're, if you're someone that just was like, I'm just going to start this kind of business because I heard it makes money and, that, and you don't have a prescription, that might not go too well for you. Usually, and I'm sure in most cases, the business people are starting because it has a meaning for them, right? If you're right. selling a product, that product is something that maybe it's a problem you personally experienced that you solved or you want to solve for someone else, but you have that connection. So when you begin doing this business, whatever it may be, whether it's a product, a service, consulting, speaking, right? You have a message, whether it be to your clients or to yourself that reminds you of what got you into it in the first place. And if it pushed you enough to actually go ahead and start the business, that means that you know that you have the ability to do that. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you have to remember that it's more than just succeeding this. It's your responsibility to yourself to see it through and accept the lesson. Because starting a business, the beauty of starting a business, regardless of financial stuff, is when you succeed, it feels amazing. And when you fail, that can be even more amazing for the reasons that the lessons you learn in that failure you know, go far beyond a book that you could buy, a, a course that you could sign up for, a mastermind. Yeah. And, and so you're putting yourself in a position that's the best kind of win-win you get. You either succeed and have your goal come true, or you fail in ways that'll help you push yourself further to get that goal to come true, or pivot you in a direction that will, you know, impact you greatly, far greater than if you know, the first business seed. A lot of people don't realize successful business owners, you know, almost all of them, yeah, that what the the people that have successful businesses, they didn't start with that business. They had you know several failures prior. No, not a lot of those successful business owners started with the business they have now. They tried different things, different ideas. It didn't work out, and then they ended up there. So for you, you have to remember that you're working towards a goal that you might not even know yet. And it's in yeah. the attempt to yeah. build that business, the lessons that you need and the information you need to go further will come. So be you know, embrace the challenges, embrace the failures more than anything. If you value those failures and have the right mindset, 
you'll be able to use that in the right way. If you fall down on your knees when it happens, then it's going to be very difficult. But it's about the mindset and understanding that the failures are better than the sales in a way. Because if you come in and you're just getting sales, that doesn't mean anything. That could just be luck. That could just be a good time, good place. That could that could be a variety of things. That doesn't mean it's going to keep going. That you don't fully understand your customers yet, and that's what happens. Sometimes people have success right away, and then it you know it tanks, it fails, and then they're stuck wondering why or how, and they don't understand it. They thought it was such a good business. Well, success doesn't necessarily explain why the business was good or bad, but the lessons you might have had in the other order could teach you your customer base, your fan base, and be what you need when you know, sales are down or something's not right. You can come back to really that understanding you develop from the failures of who your market is, how they act, how they behave, and kind of pivot from there. So these lessons really are what you're going to use to grow the business. So definitely just understand that everything is meant to be taken in a certain way. And by being positive and using it in the proper way, you will succeed with what you're doing. But if you take it the wrong way, that could be very bad for you. I agree with you 100%. I'm always thinking about success and failure as well. and some people say that failure is not the opposite of success and vice versa. People talk about success and failure like they're polar opposites, right? And sometimes I see that they're not because success and failure, they're, they're abstract, right? They're not, they're, not, they're not things you could touch and you don't realize them until you physically realize them, right? You have to consciously realize it that First of all, success to me, there really is no such thing as success more than there is failure. Because failure is something that happens when you admit that you failed and that you can't go on anymore, that there's nothing else you can do and you'll never make it. It might not be money. It might not be whatever it is, but success and failure can mean a lot of things to different people. But I, I realize that you only have, you only experience failure when you say you fail, right? It's one of those concepts where if you don't know you can't do it, then you can do it, right? It's like not like, you know, you tell your parents, I want to do this when I grow up. And your parents say, oh, you can't do that. You'll never make money that way. You'll never succeed that way. You know what? Can't listen to your parents. Maybe when you're a kid, yeah. But when you become an adult, you have to make yourself succeed and not listen to anybody. And lately, I started listening to some inspirational speeches from a lot of famous actors. Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger have really good speeches. And Arnold Schwarzenegger has this story where he said, Conan, the barbarian. So he had this journey where he said, he's from Austria. He grew up in a very small farm town and he couldn't see himself ever feeling success. So he had to get out of Austria, came to the United States or America, as they call it. When they're not United, when you're not citizens. He came to America because he heard that there's success in America. And look, he succeeded. He succeeded not only as an actor, but as a politician as well. And what's interesting is he said that when, when he wanted to become an actor, all his potential agents told him, you will never succeed as an actor because of your accent, right? We have, there's no role in any movie that we can ever come out with that has an accent such as yours. And then he, he found a role for his accent, but then the producer said, you're too big, too muscular. Because he was Mr. America, Mr. Atlas, right? So he said, okay, well, there's got to be some role out there for a man that has an accent and a man who's muscular like me. And hence, Conan, right? And then from there, he had all these other roles. So you can't listen to other people because 
what I realize is that people tell you it can't be done because they think they're going to fail at it, not you. And that's the bottom line. When someone says you can't do it, who are they really talking about? Are they talking about you or themselves? Are you just there at the bad time when they're reflecting on the fact that they'll fail at becoming a magician, but you won't because you already succeed. So it's, to me, there are so many things you can do that one thing Arnold Schwarzenegger says is don't listen to the naysayers or ignore the naysayers because they're all out there. They're all around you. And those are the people who, yes, will fail. I personally just keep on going and keep on going until I feel I'm successful. You, you come so far, like with my podcast network, there's no way that if even if I haven't reached the goal that, that makes me feel like I'm a success, then I'm going to give up, right? You just keep on going. So yeah, I like your attitude and I agree with you 100%. I see it slightly differently than you do, but the end result's the same. And yet, failure is education. Mistakes are education, right? You learn from your mistakes. You, you have to fail before you succeed because you will never know that you succeeded unless you failed first. And just like you said, some people get into business right away and they succeed. But how long can they keep that success for? They have to fail somewhere in order for them to, like you have to have a low point in order to feel that high point. That's how I see it. I sometimes have a hard time on social media myself. Sometimes I put something out there and I, I hear crickets. Sometimes I get hundreds of responses and sometimes I get none. But you know what? You, you stick with what works and you just forget about what doesn't. Something, if you feel like you're a failure, fine. Find another way to succeed with the same end result. But what you're doing is really good. So you, you're getting a lot of people interested, a lot of nightclub owners, like you said. So we're going to end this podcast. But what I want to ask you, Josh, is what can you say to the podcasters out there to have you on as a guest? Go ahead, go. <laughs> yeah, I think if you listen to this episode, you know, you heard some of my experiences. There's definitely a lot of different stories. I think, you know, magician is definitely a very different type of business owner or maybe entertainer than the podcast you have. So it's definitely an interesting episode. I have a lot of different, you know, expertise, knowledge that I've picked up from building the business as well as entertaining that I think would be fun to share and also related to your topics of discussion and questions you might have. I think we could definitely make very fun podcast episodes together. I look forward to working with you all and I hope to have a call like this or, you know, show up to your studio and do something similar and have a really cool talk with you all. Excellent. And before we end this episode, I just want to one more time reiterate the description on the profile on the guest exchange of the New York City Podcast Network. So I'm going to read this verbatim in case some people don't get a chance to get there. And I will post the link to your profile in the show notes as well. So I'm going to read this. So Josh Pele Magic is an award-winning international celebrity magician who performs for a large variety of clientele from celebrities to top nightclubs to corporate events and private parties and more. He uses innovative and original methods and routines, and we I saw that in the video, that leave fans and clients and A-list celebrities stunned and wanting more. His passion for the craft has had the successful entrepreneur build of a global brand where he can help push his creativity while making as much an impact in the communities he serves as he can. Josh is interested in podcasts with these topics and countries. So creativity, entertainment, lifestyle, international, business, entrepreneurship, 
marketing, social. Now the countries, USA, UK, Asia, Europe, Australia, worldwide and worldwide. We are becoming the World Podcast Network, so you'll get that chance. But also casino, touring, travel, food, passion, follow your dreams, which Josh has clearly done and successfully, by the way. Celebrity television, TV, reality, TV, ambition, drive, dreams, inspiration, happiness, motivation, public speaking, theater, Broadway, design, and creative. So that is the whole bio and let me ask you something, Josh. I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you've seen a lot of Broadway plays, but mm. in the 70s, they had one called The Magic Show. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, yeah, it was led by a very famous magician. I keep saying musician. Magician at the time, Doug Henning. And he was really huge in the 70s. I think he died of cancer in the 80s. I'm not really sure, but he was a big celebrity. Definitely worth searching for some of his videos on YouTube. Or maybe just scenes of the magic show. Because you said Broadway. That, I believe, was like the only magic type of Broadway show. It's excellent having you on this show. I'm so glad you came on. Podcasters, give Josh an invitation to be on your podcast. And Josh, any final words? No, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I very much enjoyed speaking with you. And thank you for coming on. I will end this and we're going to play a little music.